Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody, to the 53rd episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I really love hearing from you and knowing that these podcasts are making a difference. I would be so grateful if you would show some podcast love and give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast. That way, other moms will be able to find and benefit from this podcast. Today, we are going to talk about gratitude. Are you feeling it? Even though Thanksgiving is just a few days away, this podcast is about way more than just Thanksgiving or one day. This is relevant material for 365 days a year. In this episode, we're going to talk about why gratitude is good for us and the gateway to true joy and even miracles. And we will also focus on why being grateful is so challenging and definitely not our natural state in this culture, and how we can put some genuine gratitude back into our life so that we are really feeling it. One definition of gratitude is the feeling of thankfulness and appreciation. The key word here is feeling. See, you can write out five things every night in your gratitude journal and not be feeling it. Naming things to be grateful for is a good start, but you're not going to reap the benefits of gratitude if you don't feel it. Did you know the root of the word gratitude is the Latin word gratis? And do you know what that means? And you might think thankful, but what it means is free. So if these words gratitude and free are connected etymologically, and don't try to say that five times fast, wouldn't it make sense that the two are connected psychologically and even spiritually as well? Why would gratitude and free be connected here? What would you need to be free of? Think about this when you're resentful, disappointed, bitter, hurt, and better yet, if you have been offended, or even when you are grieving, do you feel free? Thoughts in your head are on repeat a million times in your head. You obsess, you ruminate, you worry. It's hard to sleep. You think thoughts like, I can't believe she doesn't care about me, and leaves her stuff all over the house. I can't believe my husband won't help out even when I'm sick. I can't believe she lied to me. How could she do that? Now, I am not saying you shouldn't think these thoughts. The problem is that you don't think these thoughts once. It's like, I can't believe he did that. And two seconds later, you know, I can't believe he did that. Over and over and over those thoughts go. And often you don't do anything practical to resolve them, so you just obsess or ruminate. And these thoughts take all your energy and attention, like that mean girl who tells everyone to shut up, and her voice is the only one who gets to speak. And it's hard to turn that voice off. 
and you might be watching a movie that you really wanted to see, but if you've just been offended by your husband or by your teenager, then it's hard to let these thoughts go, even when you're doing something you really want to. In other words, you're not free of this onset of negative feelings, and I know you know what I'm talking about because you are a human being, and you know how hard it is to get these thoughts out of your head. Here we are approaching the holidays, and you think, I need to be happy and enjoy them, but you're not. You are not free. So the crazy thing here is gratitude is the medicine. Gratitude is the cure. Gratitude stops these thoughts. It settles that tumultuous storm in the brain and says, you're not getting ripped off. It settles down that voice that keeps screaming, this isn't fair, or that this won't end well. Gratitude is seeing what you do have and really feeling the gratitude. It opens the door to joy and happiness. Gratitude really is the opening to joy. All the complaining and rehashing about what everyone said and how you've been offended keeps that door to happiness and joy dead bolted shut. Our egos say, when all the stars align and everything is exactly the way I want it and I think it should be, then I can be happy and be grateful. In other words, the formula is, I can be happy when... dot dot dot. My daughter makes that A in chemistry when my husband starts to help out when I lose those 10 pounds. See, the big problem here is that you make joy, gratitude, happiness dependent on circumstances or your expectations or other people. And by the way, my next podcast is going to be dedicated to expectations, the good and the bad. When in a state of gratitude... You are free of that mountain of negativity because your attention is turned towards what you do have going for you. I mean, do you really want to be dragging this negative slime into the holidays, or would you like to be free of it? Gratitude is a way to be free and a way to take back your power. It's the fastest way to feel good now because you aren't dependent on others for happiness. You are free to be grateful now. So what blocks us from being grateful? I'm not going to say that you just need to be happy or pretend to be happy. Life is hard, I know, from my own life. And because as a psychotherapist and coach, I hear hard stories every day. You're going to have negative feelings. So congratulations if you have negative feelings because you are human. So having negative feelings is not the problem. The problem is that you don't have the time and the mental space to resolve them. Our culture makes it so difficult, and here's why. We live in a very crowded, overscheduled digital age. It's not just our teens who are addicted to our iPhones. We are too. If you have five minutes in the car before you need to pick up your son from school, what's the first thing that you reach for? Or what's the first thing you reach for in the morning or before you go to bed? I know because I'm guilty of this too. It's the culture that we live in, and so our schedules are packed. And when we finally have a moment, our mental space is filled up by everything online. We get on Facebook. We get on Instagram. So we don't have the time to reflect, work through our negative feelings, or actually even know the emotional baggage that we're carrying. Add to this that human beings have a propensity towards the negative. 
Our lower brain is the emotional brain and the part of the brain that stores trauma. The lower brain processes a thought or a feeling 500 times faster than a thought in the higher brain. The lower brain is meant to keep us alive and keep us safe. And it shuts down everything except the stress response of fight, flight, freeze. In other words, negative emotions happen naturally, and that doesn't take any time at all. They can happen super fast. You don't need any time to reflect or journal to have negative feelings. Bam, they are there. The higher brain is needed to process and resolve the negative feelings because it looks at the big picture and the whole narrative. The higher brain enables us to have perspective. It can access our spiritual connection with the divine. It has the heart and compassion. It has the problem-solving skills to deal with the negativity. To engage the higher brain, you need time and space to slow down, be present, have unfocused time to let your soul catch up with your life. And when you catch up with your soul, you can feel the insides of you soften. Instead of being that mother machine that plows through her day to get blank done, you reconnect with you. You are no more the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz who had all her insides scattered all over the place. Once you start putting that straw back into your own life and you start to remember, you remember the stories, you remember who you are and who your children are and your husband, you start to feel compassion for your aging mom or dad instead of just irritation. You remember earlier stories. Your heart starts to feel something again. You don't feel numb and you're edging closer to the shores of gratitude. Where do you begin to feel grateful? I was a big Joni Mitchell fan. Do you remember her? Well, I loved all her alternative tunings and jazzy voice. And of course, I loved her song, Big Yellow Taxi. And in the chorus, she sings, Don't you know it seems to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone They paid paradise and put up a parking lot Okay, I won't sing anymore. But that line, doesn't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? I mean, it's so true. And it was true for me last week. So some of you may have seen that I did not post a podcast last week. And here's why. I was taking my beloved Lily, a strong 55-pound black and white rescue part pit bull and blue healer, on a run. She is still three years old and has lots of energy. Every day, I like to take her on a walk, run, and I've been trying out one of these really long leashes to give her some freedom, and this has been working really well, but a week ago Friday, right when we got back home, Lily saw a squirrel, and you dog lovers can guess where this is going, and she jolted to the left so quickly that I fell flat on the ground on both of my hands. And they both swelled up. My right hand um, around the palm area was in tons of pain. So I went to an urgent care to make sure I had not broken anything. And thank God I didn't, but I couldn't write and I couldn't type. And it took using the fingers on both of my hands to shift my car from park to drive. The next day I woke up and I felt sick, feverish, had laryngitis, couldn't talk. And okay, I don't tell you this story for you to feel sorry for me, but it's a really good excuse for not posting a podcast. And the point of that story is that I haven't been grateful for my hands being able to type. 
I haven't been grateful that I have a voice where I can talk. I took those things for granted. But when I didn't have them, I started realizing how much, how important they are to me and like they're crucial for everything. And now I'm so grateful for them. The moral of the story is that we want to be grateful for the capacities and gifts that we have now and not have to lose them before we appreciate them. I would be grateful each day that I saw a small sign that my hands and health were on the mend. Each day the swelling would go down in my hands and there was less pain and the more things I could do, and I'd be grateful. Each day my voice got stronger and I'd be grateful that any sign that I was getting better. All of us have something in our life that is stressful, hanging over our heads or going wrong. But can you dig a little deeper and dig up a little gratitude? I have sat with devastated parents in my private practice who have lost a child or a teenager to suicide. Believe me, they could look past all the arguing, the towels on the floor, struggles with phones and grades and curfews to have that chance to sit one more time with them around their Thanksgiving table. Because we live in an imperfect world, the circumstances in our life will never be perfect. There will always be loss. So how can you be grateful when there's loss? I know that everyone listening to this will sit around the holiday table and you'll have an abundance of people, love, food, but there will also be loss. There will be an empty chair representing someone you love and have loved who's no longer with you, and you will feel that loss. And here's the thing. You can be grateful and feel sorrow and joy all at the same time. My dad was my hero, and I was daddy's little girl and her and his big girl. He passed away a year and a half ago, and he will not be sitting around our Thanksgiving table physically, but he will be with us especially in our hearts. I will miss him so much, but I am so grateful for his playfulness, his Irish twinkly eyes, that big cigar after the meal sitting on the back porch, and how he made each of us feel so special. I am so grateful that he was my father. Before I end this podcast, I want to give you three practical ways to cultivate gratitude this Thanksgiving or in your life. One, simplify your life. Why it's hard to be thankful at Thanksgiving is because there's so much to do and even less space and even more people to manage, especially if you're the one who's hosting Thanksgiving. Basically, Mom, if you're going to enjoy Thanksgiving, we have to find a way for you to lighten your load. And here's where we want to get really practical. Is there something that you can delegate ahead of time, like to your kids? Like, I want all of you to do the dishes after the Thanksgiving meal. You need to give your teens prep time to know what you're expecting. Because if you tell them the day of Thanksgiving, then you have a bigger chance there's going to be some drama. So you can minimize the drama by doing that. Mom, you don't have to do everything. It doesn't mean that you're a terrible mom if you enlist some help. Actually, everyone wins when you're enjoying the day and aren't stressed. I definitely remember many Thanksgivings where my mom was super stressed that everything needed to come out of the oven at the perfect time so that everything was the perfect temperature. 
and of course you want the food to be hot, but her sharp tongue could slate anyone who dared to come into the kitchen at the wrong time. Two, let some things go. If you're going to feel grateful at Thanksgiving, you're going to have to let some things go. I remember my grandmother that I loved dearly that I called Nana, and she loved to make lemon meringue pies from scratch. But if her meringue came out of the oven burned or wasn't perfect, her mood would be ruined for the whole night. She couldn't enjoy the dinner, and that affected all of us. Don't let your, quote, meringue ruin your Thanksgiving. Let it go. Let go of this perfect picture of Thanksgiving. When family gathers, it's going to be messy. It's not going to be perfect. So let the perfect go. This year, my 23-year-old daughter volunteered to help with a Thanksgiving dinner. She's vegan, and she wants to make sure that she'd be able to enjoy the meal. So she's changing up the traditional menu. And I welcome her help, but I have to let go of how I usually do it. But with her help, I'll be able to be more relaxed and enjoy the day. So if you want to be grateful for Thanksgiving, it's important to adjust your expectations beforehand. Also, it would be really good to know what your teen's expectations are and talk to them about that before Thanksgiving. This is a great tip to dial down the Thanksgiving drama. Three, make time for mental space and reflection. I know, I know, you are really busy, but the delegating and letting things go is to open some literal mental space for you. I know you don't have a ton of time, but take little breaks Go for a walk around the block. Take a five-minute break. Now, don't look at your phone. This time, put that aside. Use this time to do deep breathing, meditation, or prayer. Write in your journal for five minutes. Of course, longer would be better, but take what you can get. So in that space, you want to name what's bothering you. Name the negative feelings. Let them go or identify what you can do to resolve them. Sometimes we are just pressure cookers that need to blow off some steam. Let the feelings come up. Let the tears come. My favorite thing to do when I'm feeling this way is to walk or go run. And because I'm releasing excess adrenaline and cortisol while I run and cleansing negative body chemicals from my body, I can calm down and give my brain space to feel or process what it needs. Once you've released the pressure, the stress, the worry, the offense... Then ask yourself, what's one thing that you could be grateful for? Or think about this. Imagine that this is the last time that your family, this group of people, will be sitting around your Thanksgiving table, and you had this opportunity to really appreciate and cherish these people that you truly love instead of being irritated with them. I mean, it'd make a huge difference. You'd let those small things go. You could truly see past the annoying, which, of course, that's our teen's favorite word, and truly see the beauty and the miracle of each life sitting around the table. If you approach Thanksgiving in this way, you couldn't help but be grateful for your life and each family member there. Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. 
You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama Triple Pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best selling and award winning book, Dial Down the Drama Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a Guide for Mothers Everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.